Hey everybody, welcome to the Digital Twin Podcast. Here's season three today on the Porter's value chain on the services piece of this. I mean, when we really think about this, um, how does service really tie into the overall product offering, the overall customer experience, the overall evolution with big digital trends coming in and transforming a lot of these different avenues, uh, especially within the service arm. Um, I think is a very interesting uh, development, Hari, um, and what we've seen. You know, we talk about marketing and how quickly that's developed, but I would say a close second, the service, the service industry has really um, benefited Trust. from a lot of different transformations and a lot of different ways to really get some, um, let's say, um, creative avenues of of of, of creating um, revenue. Uh, yeah, so. I agree. I, th I think we've talked about how the entire user experience of going through the 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 selection of a product or service um, and going through the entire process uh, for a user, um, you know, being able to choose, being able to research without a salesperson, being able to evaluate um, all of the capabilities and advantages and disadvantages, compare one versus the other, and then you make a decision, right? Once you make a decision, you buy, um, but then you have this amazing like list of options today, right? How do you buy? Well, you can buy that as a subscription, or I can buy and return it, or I can buy that as a you know, as on a usage plan. So, so the entire, you know, we covered up to this whole purchasing thing, right? The sales aspect of it. But as soon as the sales made, you know, how that sale was made probably impacts how it's being serviced, right? And yeah, we, I think I think when we look at, at this to simplify this a little bit, it's it's really if you look at product and service. Typically, you had a product and you would service that product. And and over time with digital trends and, and, and different deliveries, we've gotten both kind of intermingling with product and service to almost to a point where they're indistinguishable between a product and a service, which is very relevant in software as a service or you know, whatever you want to put as a service in front of, people are buying the experience and service as long as it's great. And when it's not they move off, right? right? So so you think about that and, and that really changes the 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 name or the game a little bit in in a way that people used to just create products that were very difficult to create, sell it at a high price and people would, you know, learn to live with the bugs and, and, and workarounds and they would just figure it out on their own. Versus today you know, there might be four or five, six different versions of one type of service or offering that may or may not be very similar, but they're they're a little bit different, but they're probably not judged necessarily on the ultimate outcome, but on the way their experiences with it and the service of, of, of that offering. Um, you can have customer A, B, and C offer the same thing, why do people choose one over the other? What is that distinguishing um, feature, right? And I think more and more the barriers to entry will probably come down for a lot of organizations. 
um, will create vast amount of uh, competition, creativity, um, and an opportunity really for everyone to get in the game um, because all the tools, everything is there. Everybody wants to do more with less. And that's really the, that service or as a service, a component that really kind of um, really springboards that um, excitement. I mean, do you see, do you see some of these, these trends affecting, you know, when we talk about, you know, or, you know, different industry in itself, right? You know, how, how does that, how does that really touch the industrial side of things? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we've talked about software as a service, right? And as a service, just completely changing the game in the software world. And really, as long as you are paying a subscription fee, um, you are continuing to expect a certain amount of service, not a product that you bought and just, you know, just hold on to no matter what happens, but you're expecting certain level of service continues to expect that over a certain period of time, Pro- probably to the end of time, right? I mean, it's where the software as a service comes in, right? Um, but with the hardware, I think the game is changing with respect to shifting the capital expense and spreading that over a certain amount of time, as opposed to the owner purchasing, let's say heavy capital equipment, we talked about this, you would then you know, try to spread that cost over time. Uh, now, it could be by an, an OEM. Uh, it could be a company that makes heavy equipment that says, hey, I know this equipment better than anybody, better than you, because you have all kinds of equipment and you, your business is you know, making uh, paper towels or making, um, you know, or refining oil. Let us worry about this compressor or this pump because that's what we do. We have thousands of them spread all over the country, right? And if that's the case, you know, why don't I take on the cost, the risk, the responsibility, the the maintainability, uh, help you with predicting the failures, all of that, just let me own it, right? But at a price. Yeah. It's it's, it's a very interesting thing there, because when you really think about this whole transition from product and, and blending from service into you're really taking that asset off of the the balance sheet or off of the books of, of the traditional customers, right? What if, what's the alternative for that service? Say they say, ah, oh, I'm not happy with it. They turn it off. What do they do if they don't own the asset? If they don't have, it's almost a checkmate. It could be a checkmate for these, this types of, of yeah. you know, what is your backup plan? What's your best alternative? That's a, that's right? a, that's a great, very yeah. interesting. Because in the software world, about... you know, it's a similar situation exists, right? Yeah. You know, you, you you know you sign up for Salesforce and you roll that out to you plug 100... in all that data that's into yeah. that CRM. And how are you going to extract that for your overall? Yeah, there is a great story. The yeah. OEM, the company would provide you, hey, you know, data is owned by you. You can any day walk away. But is that really practical? I mean, can you take you know, 140,000 employees off of Salesforce and, and go somewhere else. What do you Not that do? easy. Yeah. You've changed the way you've done your business, right? Right. And this is kind of some of the, the catch 22 with some of these, these new trends that we're seeing and digital is really accelerating some of this. That's at, in a way it helps and it creates a new environment. But, you know, once you're locked in, it becomes very challenging to, you know, once you get on that Kool-Aid, that, that Kool-Aid is, is it's, it's hard to change over to regular water. 
because it's just i mean it's sweet. a compelling value proposition but you're right i mean there is risk on both sides everywhere yeah right and that's 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 one thing about when we look at you know if you're going through digital initiatives and and you're trying to transform the way you do things is you also got to think about you know what does this look like right you know a year two years from now yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guaranteeing this service, but how do I build that into my model? You know, when you talk about SaaS and uh, you, you have every year, two years, incremental price increases and that ain't, it just keeps going and going. And the more you get locked into a lot of these things, the more and more you have, you end up just giving them, giving a lot of these companies a lot of, of that profit margin that you're trying to capture within your organization. So, you know, when you model a lot of the transformation, you got to think about the long-term effects and the ongoing costs that are associated with it. Because yes, you might see some immediate gains and savings, but you got to figure out how does this trend out, right? Over the life of the asset of what you're trying to do within your organization. And um, we haven't really seen a lot of that analysis being done, but... Um, but there's definitely a trend towards... Uh, you know, hardware as a service, for example, oh, right? yeah. whether you're a, you're a pump manufacturer, compressor manufacturer, chiller manufacturer, uh, you know, uh, in anything that is um, a critical piece of equipment that can be, uh, you know, production sensitive or, you know, you're, you're, uh, it's critical to your operations. And there's always this question, who is best able to maintain that? Is that you or is that the manufacturer, right? Now on the flip side, you know, traditionally there's always been this this trend of moving away from a manufacturer, saying, "Hey, the, the, yes, I know the the car manufacturer is is uh, Honda, but if I take it to a Honda dealership, they're going to charge me a lot of money, so I'm going to take it right down the street to you know Johnny's workshop, who's going to actually give me a fair deal, and." And I know oh, that, but your warranty, your warranty is gone now. Yes, our white glove right. service is that's right. over. You've null and void everything. And but but what if it's it's getting more digital, and it's already happening, right? John's workshop down the street isn't able to read the the electronics that's on the on board the the car, right? You do have to take it back to the dealer, who's going to now say, well. To, to read this, just to plug the USB cable in, it's going to cost you $500. And then I'll tell you what's wrong. Yeah, you, you'd also see a different uh, slew of, of possibilities here where a lot of these OEMs will give access to a lot of these local suppliers and local um, um, machine shops or local um, repair shops to say, hey, you know, company access taking the product here log into our system. This is exactly what's happening. We've run the diagnostics. Here are the steps you need to take. They're the closest to you. You want to take this job, not, then they shop the jobs around. At the same time, giving that service to those yeah. and clients to, to maintain that outcome. So there's a lot of different means and ways of how the, you know, both small localized businesses and, and overall OEMs can have a great, um, you know, 
interaction and and really help each other so th yeah. that's what digital can really provide and that's a uh, that's a model that we're seeing in some of the industries where yeah. there is a network of partners and and you know whether that's in integration partners or channel partners that have somewhat of a you know collaborative model um but at the end of the day i mean the digital has given us the ability to look at you know for example we just gave an example about cars right you know everything that's going on within the car while we're driving and you know it's it's possible because of these sensors and, and that sensors that are available for cheap and you know hundreds of them deployed in a car that's under thirty thousand dollars right mm -hmm. and uh, whether you are taking a car to a dealership or whether you're parking at home and just turning on the dashboard to see what's wrong i mean th there is a lot of information and digital is definitely um influencing that right oh absolutely and this is where we, we talk about the sensors, the IoT, all that data that's coming in and being analyzed in a very unique fashion to one, help decision making and bring some key root cause analysis to be able to better serve your customer, enhancing your service oper operations and and your your outcomes, but also giving them a different um, a type of service, you know, um, to your clients. So digital makes that possible. I yeah. mean, and, you know. And the models have also changed, right? And, you know, uh, why is Uber possible? Yeah. I mean, Uber is possible because leveraging different uh, technology platforms and, and, and key applications integrate it together to give a flawless um, experience, right? Because at the end of the day, Absolutely. it's the experience, right? It is. I need to get from point A to point B, and how quickly can you get me here? All that is being, you know, you know, the experience of you knowing how quickly your your vehicle will arrive, where it's coming from, all that is and safely. an experience, right? Yeah. What if they say, oh, somebody will be there in 10 minutes, around 10 minutes, versus like, oh, it's like, it's actually nine minutes and they're, you see them getting closer and closer to you. Would people be, are people are now used to. That's the, a big the, change. The level right? of I mean, expectation you couldn't do that be, five years know, ago. Think right? about that difference, sir. Yeah. Is, is you a could big order difference. a cab, right? And yeah. and just you order hope. a cab and like, oh, I'm just gonna wait till they 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 call. It's me just happened to all of us, right? We we want to go to a, a, an airport, and uh, you know you plan it perfectly well, and then the guy doesn't show up, and and you call, and you're like, oh well, you know, he stopped somewhere else, or he just missed it, or they didn't know, or they forgot. I mean, it's just was one mistake away from your plan just going haywire, right? But now you wake up in the morning and you can tell, hey, the plan ride, is that coming? Did the driver get started? You know, am I still yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, I've had my experiences with that as well. So it's 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 interesting to say the least. Well, I mean, I think we hit a little bit on the on the services piece for, for our audience uh, today. Um, Stay tuned. We're going to be looking at a few more support uh, activities across this value porters chain. Uh, we'll be looking how it overall um, affects the profitability and how you can look at these things um, through digital tools and just different types of organizational changes that can really uh, change. I mean, we talked about some as you know as a service type of model versus a product to service model. Um, these are some of the trends that we're seeing. So stay tuned. Um, and uh, I hope you all had a good uh, break as well to all of our, our fans out there. We'll, we'll continue to answer your questions as they come in. All right. See you next week.